Hey, it's the Valerie Lynn Show, and welcome to Season 2, where you can't make any of this shit up, and basically everything is still an epic life experience. Feel free to share my show on your social media pages and with your friends and family. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And now, for the moment you've been waiting for. then. So for my birthday this past year, my parents bought me a plane ticket to visit my brother in Colorado. I haven't flown in a few years and due to COVID, airport procedures were a bit different this time as opposed to the last time when I flew out to Vegas to meet him. So you know there was some bullshit and shenanigans going on. So being single as fuck, I decided to call upon the universe because I'm ready for a relationship. I'm capable of being with a great guy, but things have, for one reason or another, been unattainable. So I did this incantation to the universe about a week before I planned on going to visit my brother, and in a dream, someone came up to me and said, quote unquote, you will meet your forever dude in Colorado. I woke up and laughed because I literally know no one in Colorado other than my brother. So great. Thanks, universe, for playing the game called Can You Top This with my life yet again. Now, my brother did mention to me that he was having a barbecue at his house, so I was thinking maybe it was possibly one of his friends or his neighbor or something, but I had no clue, so I basically let it go and decided just to focus on the trip itself. So about a day or so after I did this incantation, I get a message from this guy I was friends with back in high school. For me, this guy could be defined as the one that got away. Seriously. Before we go any further, let's take a trip back, shall we? Ah, picture it. The year is 1995. I was a senior in high school, and like all high schoolers, I fucking hated it. There was one thing I looked forward to, which was gym class with this guy, Matt, that I liked. We had tennis gym. Yeah, my high school had weird gym classes. There was gymnastics, there was roller skating gym, which I've mentioned before in a previous podcast episode, and this time gym class was tennis. So there were a few of us, but three of us were closer than most. There was me, Matt, and our friend Dina. So one day I admitted to Dina that I really liked Matt and she said, quote unquote, yeah, he's so cute. I never thought much about her comment, but I mentioned to her that I was gonna see if maybe he wanted to, uh, you know, hang out, get to know each other better and go out one night or something. Now, Dina had this uncanny knack for randomly going up to people and starting a conversation by asking them this question quote unquote, hey, do you have the time? She used to do that constantly. So when I told her I liked Matt and was gonna ask him out, she said, oh, if you're shy, I can go and ask him for you. To which I said, yeah, cool, okay, thanks. Now let me tell you something, people. If you want something done right, especially with matters of the fucking heart, you need to do them yourself, okay? Because what came next was extremely fucked up. So she goes up to Matt and supposedly asks him out for me. 
She comes back to me and says that Matt only likes me as a friend and nothing more. So me, being all defeated, said, oh, okay, thanks, and left the situation alone to die. I never questioned it. Now remember this for the rest of the podcast, okay? So let's now time travel from 1995 back to 2021 to a couple of days before I leave to go on my trip to visit my brother in Colorado. I get a message on Facebook from Matt. This is 23 years later, okay? Thinking nothing of it, we started talking and catching up. He asked me if I still lived in Brooklyn, and I said no. You know, we moved out to New Jersey and stuff a while back, and then I asked him, so what are you up to, and where are you living these days? He says, oh, I'm living in Colorado. Um, I'm sorry, what? So he then starts to tell me about where he is in Colorado and that he has a daughter, but he is single, and it turns out that he isn't too far away from where my brother is living. So we decided to plan a day to get together and meet up and catch up in person. We exchanged phone numbers and kept in touch during my flight, and during that week, that was, uh, you know, until the day we planned to meet came up. We talked the whole week and text message and everything. Then the day came where it was time to get to the airport, and away I went. So as you've heard all over the news, there are new airport procedures. Well, you have to wear a mask all throughout the airport and on the whole flight. Other than that, I saw nothing different, okay? When I got to security checkpoint, when they scanned my ticket and my license, all they asked for was for me to lower my mask so they could see my pretty awesome little face, and that was it. They never asked to see a vaccination card, never followed up with any other COVID procedure or questions of any kind, other than the normal security check-ins that you would do for any normal flight. My parents came with me to drop me off and got there early because they say like, you know, to get there like two hours before your flight takes off. And literally the whole procedure took 20 minutes. Then I was there waiting for over an hour. Fun times. During that time, I decided to run to the bathroom and then get a bottle of water since I needed to take a Valium before the flight, as I get nervous on these things, especially flying by myself. So at this point, I get to where my terminal is, and I was told my flight gates have changed. Great. Awesome. Luckily, it was the gate right next to where it was I was originally going to be, so I just sat in the same place. So, pretty cool shit. But anyway, dragging myself into the bathroom, literally dragging myself, they don't give you that much room in these bathrooms at the airport. Um, you know, it's a normal public bathroom and whatnot, people going in and out and everything, doing what you'd normally do in a freaking bathroom. But this time, since I was by myself, I had no one to watch my shit. So, I had to drag my carry-on luggage into the bathroom, which... I would say the carry-on probably was up to my butt, standing up on wheels and stuff. So trying to get myself and this freaking piece of luggage into the stall was like cramming a hippopotamus into a thimble or something. Pain in my freaking ass. I wound up almost cutting one boob open, trying to move half myself into this stall along with the piece of luggage, and then trying to maneuver myself around said luggage so I didn't fall onto the toilet itself. Yeah, so that was fun. So there I am, minding my own damn business, waiting for my flight, when I hear a woman yelling at the top of her lungs to someone on her phone, saying, quote unquote, you're acting like I'm a piece of shit. Um, lady, you're standing in a corridor, and it echoes. I can hear everything. 
Not to mention, she actually works at the airport, so you would think that she would realize this uh, beforehand. Did I mention this was at the butt crack of dawn that I was uh, taking this first flight out? Yeah. Now, mind you, from where I am in New Jersey, there are no direct flights to Colorado Springs, where I was going, so I needed to catch another plane in Dallas with a layover of about an hour. Yay. So, yeah, I hate flying, hence the volume, and here I'm panicking, thinking to myself, okay, two flights there, two flights back. That's four planes, four chances for something to go fucking wrong. Yeah, double up on that volume there, tough guy. So now we're boarding, boarding the first flight. And I brought just a piece of the carry-on luggage that I mentioned before that gave me hell in the freaking bathroom because it weighed more than I do. And because I didn't know exactly what to pack, I basically packed almost everything. So I was apparently also two inches, two inches, too short to reach up and over my head to put my shit in the carry-on compartments in the damn plane. So the flight attendants, I nicely asked them if somebody could help me. They would not help me with the luggage. Apparently, there is a new rule that states they are not allowed to touch our shit. Yeah, I don't know. So one flight attendant said to me, maybe bat your eyelashes and see if a cute guy can help you. <laughs> what is this, the 1900s to 1920s and I didn't know about it? Uh, yeah, right. So the first flight, I was able to actually push my luggage up and over the lip of the cabin bunker with the help of my boobs. Yeah, I know. Uh, to get my luggage up into the space, the girls needed to help. Yay, success. Then I go sit in my window seat. Phew, relax, right? So the plane is still boarding. There was no guy, nobody sitting next to me. So just when I thought that, I'm like, wow, I wonder if there's anybody going to be over here. Some guy sits in my row in the aisle seat. Okay. No one is in the middle seat. So yay, we got spared. No one's sitting next to us. Woohoo, yay, space, right? Yeah, no. While on the plane, I'm sitting next to the guy who sat down. Apparently, he has Tourette's and he has ticks from Tourette's. Every five seconds, he does something like stomp his foot or fling his phone into the empty middle seat. And to make it worse, there's a screaming newborn baby on the flight somewhere behind us that's setting off the poor Tourette's guy. Are we fucking there yet? Nope. We didn't even take off yet. So, yeah, shenanigans. Then the first flight crew gives out drinks and corn nuts. Fucking corn nuts! I thought corn nuts were extinct, but nope, here they are. So the dude next to me puts everything in the middle seat and starts pounding on the corn nuts. Well, I kind of look over at him, and then when I do, he grabs the corn nuts as if he's guarding them with his life. Did I mention this is still only the first flight? Yeah. So after all this, we finally land. First flight safe and sound. Woohoo! The whole way, I was text messaging my dad, my brother, and Matt. I was in Colorado for a week from like Wednesday to the following Tuesday and we decided on Saturday to meet up at a casino place in Blackhawk. Now there were tons of casinos in Blackhawk. I seriously thought that the casino name was Blackhawk and there was just one of them. Nope, that's just the whole area. Um, I was told to pick one of the casinos, so we went online and for some reason one called out to me. It was called the Monarch. and. I saw a vision of a rose gold butterfly flying across my face before I searched for any of the casinos. And when I went on to the Monarch website, a butterfly in rose and gold glitter popped up. So I said, yep, that's the one. This is meant to be a good sign, I thought. And I was right. So we were there meeting Matt there on Saturday. 
So I get my stuff, I get off the flight, and I forgot about the time change from New Jersey to Dallas. So uh, apparently there's a time change of an hour, two hours, something like that. So here I am thinking I'm gonna miss my layover flight when in actuality it was an hour until the next flight. But it was a bit confusing because I literally had to take a tram across the whole damn airport to get to the other terminal and gate for my next flight. And by the time I got there, just had enough time to go to the bathroom because my flight was already boarding. Luckily, I was the last group to board, so I had some time. So the damn tram, before I got to the uh, second flight, was so crowded, there was only a little space to stand. But the damn thing went so fast, half the people went flying, and I just stood there watching them. It was like a little show for me. Um, I was holding on to my bag, and my bag was so heavy that it weighed me down, and I didn't move an inch. Yay. So I made it to the uh, next flight. It was boarding at this point. I was holding a book that I was reading on the flight. It was called Limitless by Jim Quick. It's a really good book, actually. Um, I would highly recommend it. I only got through like a, the first couple of chapters before Mr. Valium kicked in and knocked my ass out. But I felt like all eyes were on me for some reason. And I see this woman looking at me with her friend. And she sees me seeing her looking at me. You, you know, that kind of awkward feeling like all eyes are on you. And, you know, you got that song in the back of your head going, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah, that. So she approaches me and says, I'm sorry for staring, but I was actually looking at the book you were holding. Um, it's a great book and it came highly recommended and I just finished it myself. So I just wanted to let you know. So I said, oh, thanks. And she goes, no worries. Yeah, it's very interesting. So then we were boarding. I'm waiting for the flight and there were two service doggies getting on the flight. So apparently when you do uh, a flight with service doggies, um, whoever is with the service dog has to buy out three seats because the doggy lays on the floor. So two doggies were boarding first, which was pretty cute. Then we were boarding the flight. A random man approached me and asked me uh, what the book was about because he overheard the prior conversation. So I basically explained the book to him saying that it's a book basically of mind over matter, basically stating your mind is very powerful and you can will things to happen, like great things to happen by changing your way of thinking. So I'm still in the middle of reading the book, by the way, till this day, because I just haven't had time to pick it up again. Um, I also gifted this book to my brother as well. Um, along with this book, I had two books that Spirit told me to bring for Matt. One was about crystals, and the other was called The Power of Awakening. Um, I ordered eight things from a company called Hay House. You might have heard of them. Pretty good stuff. Uh, when they had a holiday sale, um, apparently the universe provides because they delivered the package to me twice, which doubled my order. Like I got the exact same stuff in two separate boxes. Um, when I contacted them to tell them about the error and how to ship the stuff back, you know, they didn't charge me double either. Um, they said to me either donate them, keep them, or gift them because they have no return shipping because of COVID. So I was like, yay, free shit. Talk about the universe providing, right? You know, very interesting stuff. But I digress. So boarded the second flight, and on the Dallas flight to Colorado Springs, I have to pick up my uh, carry-on and hoist it up over my head again to put it in the damn cabin. There was a guy sitting in the seat right beneath me, and, you know, he has this look of fear on his face. And as, you know, not to get uh, my luggage directly smashed into his head, 
he offered to help put it up there. So uh, thank you very much, dude. You know who you are. Um, look if you're on your face that my uh, luggage is directly going to hit you right in your noggin. Um, so I sat down in my window seat for the flight. I had window seats the whole time. I figured, you know, if God forbid something would have happened, you know, like that Twilight episode of, uh, you know, the episode where uh, William Shatner is sitting there looking out the window to some weird thingy on the, uh, you know, the wing of the plane. So, yeah, I figured I'd get a heads up first so um, I could try my best not to panic anybody else. Plus, if God forbid something does happen, I'm not going to take an aisle seat because I don't want to get smashed by the, uh, you know, flight attendant's cart coming down the aisle. So that's my uh, mentality of it. So this time we had a middle seat filled. Eh. Um, at least the flight was good. We took off, we landed, no problems, no Wi-Fi. But you know what? I don't even care. People were on there complaining, oh, there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know what? We landed in one piece, okay? Thank God. It's all I cared about. So Colorado Springs Airport, which is where we landed, it's tiny, but it's really, really cool. It's really nice. Um, nice and clean too. Um, I had no problem getting off the plane and walking directly outside to where my brother was waiting. Uh, we had many things planned for the trip, so it was pretty awesome. Beer flights, good food, awesome places to go, random grasshoppers screwing each other right in broad daylight. I took photos. Uh, did lots of walking, especially at the zoo, but I will get to that part later. So, in Colorado, I've seen some shit. For example, yeah, you got your chain stores, you got your Walmart, you got other stores all over the place. Yeah, fine. You know, that's not what I was there for. We went to other places that uh, you don't have in New Jersey to go eat and stuff. But, uh, you know, I saw a gas station slash mini mart and it was called Come and Go. K-U-M-N-G-O. Come and Go. Why? I guess because Splooge and Run was taken? You know, how did they come up with that name? I mean, honestly, I, and this is what I'm thinking about while we're driving through the whole town in Colorado. You know, they sit at a round table and have a corporate discussion about this. They, like, corporate call all of their employees and said, you know, please come down to the conference room. You know, we have uh, some stuff to talk about. We got a new gas station and quick shopping mart combo opening. You know, what do we call it? So, you know, as one guy raises his hand and go, I don't know, how about Jizz and Run? Nope. Okay, since Slip and Slide was taken, how about Splooge and Slide? Nope. I got it. I got it. How about come and go? Yeah, that's it. What the fuck? Another gas station was called Loaf and Jug. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is with these gas stations in Colorado, but it seems that there's lots of coming, going, and jugs. Yeah. There was a Mexican restaurant called Bean Bandit, which I thought was kind of clever until I thought more about it. And it seems like it's code word for some dude stealing your junk. Like, help, help, someone stole my beans. Help, officer, uh, where are your beans, sir? Uh, in my pants, officer. But I digress. Then there was an auto wash, you know, like a car wash place. But next door to that was something that said dog wash. Um, so now I'm confused. So what do you drive your car through the car wash? You drop your dog at the, you know, off at the walk through to the doggy wash and then you meet at the exit? I randomly saw all these places on our way to other things we were doing while we were out there. We hunted for crystals, which is actually called rock hounding, and I had no idea. Uh, we found a bunch of them. We went to Manitou Springs, which has a lot of cool little shops. Kind of reminds me of Red Bank, New Jersey, in a way. Um, there was a kick-ass crystal shop there, apothecary place, just in case you needed any spices or ingredients for spells and stuff. 
then a great coffee shop that we went to. Coffee was good. Although I don't think the banana chocolate chip muffin was sitting well. So yay, fun. <laughs> we also hit up an escape room uh, while I was out there. And the theme was around the late great magician Houdini. Then more beer flights. Yay! So uh, there was also a zoo, which I mentioned before, that we went to. And uh, it was pretty cool. Now, if you're ever out in Colorado, you have to go visit the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. It was such a great time, you know, it was clean, it was it was just so cute, um, but my little legs wouldn't let me walk too fast, so I was literally dragging ass. Not to mention the fact that I didn't realize I really needed a new pair of sneakers, so that didn't really help my little feet that much either. Plus, I was getting overheated, and uh, I run hot, and I'm pretty sure some women here listening can relate. Uh, you know, they get overheated, and when I overheat, my stomach does not cooperate all that well either. So, yeah, you see where I'm possibly going with this, right? Right. So, I don't exactly remember why, but I didn't eat anything while we were there. I don't remember if my stomach was messed up from the day before for some reason, or, you know, or what. But I remember having a piece of bread while my brother, Jason, and his girlfriend, my friend Stephanie, ate actual lunch there. And it smelled so good, and it looked so good, but I was just like, my stomach was just like, nope. Stomach was not having it. So, uh, we met some people there that I'm now proud to call my friends, and they're on my Facebook page. And if you follow me on Facebook, you could see my new uh, picture album called, uh, you know, Colorado 2021, where I took a bunch of photos and a bunch of stuff of what we did when I was out in Colorado. So I uh, met some great people and, you know, hung out a little bit. And then, you know, we walked around. We fed the giraffes, which was pretty cool. Went through a big bird colony where they fly all around you and stuff. And then we watched a tiger playing ball. I got a little video on him playing with his little ball. Uh not being perverted there so it was so cute then we walked up and down all these hills i don't know why i felt like most of them were going uphill the whole damn time yeah so we saw these penguins and then onto the monkey enclosure so i saw a gorilla and i have a photo of it actually with his ass flattened up against the window so he was just not having it that day. He was laying down, put his ass up to the window. He's like, yeah, hey, everybody, here's my ass. Go fuck yourselves, you know? He didn't give a shit. So there was another monkey with a baby, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, how cute. And that's when it happened. My stomach out of nowhere starts to gurgle, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, shit, no. Oh, please, no, not here. So then I thought about it, and it's the monkey enclosure monkey enclosure kind of smelled smelled kind of bad to the point that I thought if I went to the bathroom here no one would suspect anything and they would just think it was the monkey enclosure right um no that's not what happened my stomach exploded something fierce to the point that I was so glad no one came into the bathroom as the paint could have melted off the damn walls what in the absolute fuck is wrong with me you know, I, I, I was in there so long that I had to text my brother just to let him know that I was going to be a few more minutes. Sad to say the monkey enclosure smelled better than the poor bathroom did when I was done. Honestly, what the hell, dude? Sorry! Maybe it was 
just nerves knowing that the next day I was going to see Matt for the first time in like 23 years. All I know is that my stomach better behave after all this because I didn't want to miss seeing him again after all these years. Sure, I was nervous, but I didn't think my stomach should have been acting that way, you know? Anyway, Saturday rolls around and we were texting the whole time I was in Colorado. Finally came to the day that we were meeting up and, you know, I was excited and nervous at the same time and I found out he was as well. So we met at the Marner Casino and at the desk where they give you the cards and stuff, Jason, you know, my brother asked me, well, how are we gonna know it's him? At that point, I couldn't breathe. He was standing right in front of us. I mean, you can't miss him, the dude is tall as hell, but uh, that's not why I was silent. Yeah, we were at the Monarch Casino, but there were butterflies in my stomach and I couldn't catch my breath. He turned around to say hi, and I looked at him with these big wide eyes and I said, duh, hi, duh, hi, really? Like after all these years, this is all you could come up with is duh, hi, fucking idiot. So yeah, really. So I hear my brother behind me say to Steph, oh no, there's two of them. He apparently had the same look on his face as I did when we were, we were totally on the same page. It was like time stood still and it was love at first sight all over again. So he said to me, I have something for you. Now, mind you, I was bringing him the two books that I mentioned before, right? I never told him what the books were. And, uh, you know, I mentioned one of them was a crystal book, remember? Well, he said to me, here, I'm giving you one of my favorite crystals. It was a medium-sized quartz point, and it had a mini quartz point shooting out the side of it. When I looked at it, I felt like it represented Matt and I in one way or another, and he admitted to me after that that he felt the same way, which is why he was giving it to me. Well, one of the reasons. Um, I immediately felt a connection with him on many different levels. It was insane. And I didn't know at the time if he felt anything like that for me until later on in the day. Now remember, I asked the universe for a sign on, you know, who the dude was going to be. Because I had no idea. It could have been anyone I met on that trip. It could have been Jason's neighbors, one of Steph's friends, or a random person I bumped into in Colorado while we were going around doing our things. So we had lunch, and while we were there, I don't exactly remember what we were talking about because I was completely awestruck and focused on trying not to act like a freaking idiot when my brother said, for one reason or another, he looked at the two of us and said, you two are perfect for each other, which he would never say like ever to anybody I've ever been with, right? So then my brother wanted to walk outside and check out the other casino, so off we went. So while we were outside, Matt held my hand and Spirit showed me a sign. It was a feather randomly sticking out of the outside of one of the walls of the buildings that we were walking by. It was a perfect feather too, so I had to take a photo. At that point, I was so happy and I just latched on to Matt's arm and squeezed him. <laughs> that was my sign. You know, not to mention the energy between us, but that was the sign. Um, that day came and went so quickly, like a fart in the wind, and I was worried that I'd never see him again. During that trip though, funny enough, I happened to ask him about Dina. I asked him if he remembered her and remembered us playing tennis back in high school, and he said, yeah. He's like, oh my God, I remember her. And then I asked him if he remembered what she asked him for me back in the day. And Matt looked at me and said, she never asked me anything about you. Which makes me think that she may have gone up to him and asked him her famous question of, do you have the time? What a bitch. Anyway, 23 years later, yeah, we're dating. We're together now. 
happy as hell and we're planning our future together. So yeah, the universe was right. I found my dude in Colorado. Unreal. That wasn't the only day that I saw feathers randomly around either. Now, mind you, it's not a random thing. Um, if you know me or if you are spiritual yourself, um, you know that, you know, feathers, butterflies, ladybugs, and coins, especially dimes on the ground, are all messages and signs from spirits. Family members, friends that have passed on that are with you, your guardian angels, your guiding lights, your, uh, you know, uh, anybody who has passed on or who is here watching over you, those are signs that they send you. So the universe and spirits are aligning this whole thing from the jump for the two of us. At least that's what I believe. So Sunday we had a barbecue at Jason and Steph's place, went to a cool escape room and many different restaurants, and I had a great time. Then sadly it was time for me to come back to New Jersey. You know, still texting Matt the whole way. So back on the flights home, I swear my nerves were shot because the second connecting flight to go home, I mean, my bag weighs a ton and we were on the flight where a nice guy helped me with my bag. Another nice guy. So thanks, dude. Really tall guy, too. Then um, finally, I'm settled on the plane thinking, okay, this is the last flight. Everything's going to be good. And then all of a sudden, we hear the pilot say there's an hour delay because of lack of air traffic control personnel. And we have to deboard the plane and take our shit with us. What? Really? So now we wait again. Which wasn't really bothering me. It was the fact that now I had to take all my shit off the plane and try to put it back on the plane again. So back on the plane a half hour later, and ironic enough, the same nice guy was behind me and he helped me with my bags again. <laughs> it's like, thanks again, dude. <laughs> you know? So now we're on the flight, waiting to take off. The middle seat next to me is empty, which is nice. And then it fucking starts. This no good two-bit freaking ass clown behind me starts kicking my seat and snapping her fingers and singing. Now I'm getting pissed. So if I was a cartoon character at that point, steam would be coming out of my freaking ears. And if I was, you know, Ren from Ren and Stimpy, you know how he sits there and his eye starts twitching before he explodes? Yeah, me. So this bitch snapping her fingers starts singing and she's singing, quote unquote, I just want some respect. So I blew a fuse and I sang back. And I said, I just want some quiet, so shut the fuck up. Then there was silence. Oh, so far, so good now. And now we're waiting for takeoff. Now, the plane smells like curry, toilets, and throw up. Oh my. Um, I'm still annoyed about the person behind me. And you know, now when we land, I need to turn around to see what an asshole looks like. You ever do that? You know, you, you ever get so freaking pissed off that you need to see how extremely stupid the person is just to defy, you know, justify your feelings of how pissed off you are from that person's stupid inconsiderableness? Yeah. Not to mention, some someone sounds like they're coughing up a lung behind us. I just want to get off of this plane. Finally, touchdown. I'm like, oh, yay. We land and everyone starts to get off the flight. The person behind me was some freaking moron, but it was her husband that had the look of fear on his face because of the look in my eyes, I guess, because his wife was being a freaking moron. So he kept looking at me. And he looked at her. I guess he must have elbowed her to shut the fuck up or something. Because, uh, yeah, I wasn't having it on that flight. I just wanted to get home. So, anyway, Matt and I have been seeing each other back and forth each month or so. And I can't wait to see him for Thanksgiving. And then I'm flying out to see him in February for Valentine's Day week. So, 
Stay tuned for more shenanigans. Hey, Valerie Lynn here. If you made it this far, then thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please become a fan and share my podcast. It's anchor.fm slash The Valerie Lynn Show. Share it, talk about it, tweet it, do whatever you would like. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you listen to the next one. That's the end. Stop the program. Stop it!